welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What is up, Mad Mob? Uh-uh-oh, oh, busted. Busted. Let's go. Oh, man. For all my listeners, sorry you missed it. Got him. Um, it, where was I? Lord, I just caught you off guard, and it just got me all all backwards. Podcast over. Podcast just beginning. I, I'll tell you what. So we're, we're just grinding out questions for our last week here um, before the trade deadline. So, again, we're a little off our normal A, schedule, and B, um, content to make sure that we can get to all these questions uh, before the trade deadline hits. Is this Christmas tree super distracting in the background? It's pretty bright. Yeah, it is pretty bright, man. Man, I just realized that it, it like it, the lights make it look like I have an astigmatism when I'm looking at it in the in the camera. Yes, like you're driving through the night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm. T- it's already. It's too late. The record button has been hit, and I'm sitting in the chair. I'll just book that in the memory banks for next time. Listen, uh, this past week we didn't go over it in the weekly review. And I, I will never be accused of dodging when I do bad. We did not go over the doinks. We did not go over the doinks that happened um, this past week. I know I lost more than I won. And I feel terrible that I forgot to mention it. Because, again, I, I, I if I do bad, it needs to be mentioned just like if I'm doing good. I know me and Begley had two, and we split. And I know I had one with Goni, and he planted a, planted them jewels right on my dome. Uh, Goni, what what were they? Let it let us in on them. Sure, the one between you and I was who will have a better fantasy week. This is this is last week's games. I took Josh Palmer. You took DJ Moore. Josh Palmer finished with eighteen point six. DJ Moore finished with four point four. Easily giving me the dub. Uh, one of the ones with you and Beggs. How many points will Stefan Diggs score last week? Wayne said 20 or more. Beggs took under 20. He scored 14.3, giving Beggs the dub. And then your other one, who will have a better fantasy week? Wayne had Mostert, who put up 8.6. And Beggs took Antonio Gibson, who had 6.8. So Wayne his dub. That's He got a garbage tutty. That's it. That, that's I mean, that, that's enough right there. That, that's football, my guy. bring our... Our season doink standings to Wayne at six and three, probably still in the driver's seat. I'm sitting at four and two, and then Beggs is three and eight. Mm. Beggs gonna start getting reckless, and I'm ready to pull the trigger. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy right now though. I'm the only one that has a zero. That was uh, Wayne and I's first weekly bet, and I'm one and zero. Let's go. Oh, so you're trying to break it down into into subsections because you were the first one to actually take a loss this year? Uh, I have it broken down two ways. It's uh, the record between you and I. The only one that matters. And and you and Beggs. And then I have it on just better fantasy week uh, bets as well. But the only one that matters is the overall, right? Well, they're all pretty important. 
But the only one that matters yeah, is overall, right? I mean, we are a fantasy podcast show. If we're doing weekly bets, I, I would say that's more important than say, I don't know, a Calvin Ridley versus Will Fuller lifetime point. Well, it bet. all it all goes to the same pot, no? Goes to the same pot, but one holds more significance than another. If our listeners have are you noticed that out here and they're like, huh. I feel like uh, siding with Goni this week. Who should I play, this guy or this guy? And then, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, Goni's way smarter than Wayne is, so I'm going to go with him. Nobody would ever say that. I'm just saying, as of right now, I'm undefeated in the weekly, so that's that's where it holds significance. Have you noticed that, Begley? Uh, The only things that hold significance are things that Goni's doing well in, and if he's not doing well in them, they suck, pointless, don't need to keep track. Wayne, if, if he lost that doink last week, are we even bringing it up on this show right now? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Wayne would have brought it up on the last show because he would have been two and one in doinks. Mm. Mm. So that's, that's he just actually a weird thing to say. To not, I uh, bring it up. Who who reminded yeah. you? Who reminded you after we did the show? Begley. Exactly. I, I reminded Begley. you. And then I just, you never even mentioned it. We never even mentioned pre-podcast. I, I mentioned it all, whether I'm doing good, whether I'm doing bad. Listen, my, my bad CTFL team, dubbed tonight. Things are looking up. I'm coming for you, Begley. I, dude, the, way, the way my luck's going right now, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if you came back with a vengeance. Not these, not these crappy guys. Let's do it a little different this week, boys. We're just we're taking mainly que- we're doing we're only doing questions this week, right? Yeah, we're not going over it's the trade, games. It's trade deadline, man. Podcast for the people. They need help. Yep. How, how about do y'all want to start with the DFS? Let's do it. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like for the people that just I feel like a lot of people miss out on our DFS because it's in the last part of a show. Hey, yeah. If you're not sticking around for the whole show, shame. Shame. Shame, I just Game I, of Thrones I, style. I wish I had a big bell that I could ring and follow you around all day. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned for a separate side podcast with just that. That's what yeah. that's what the doink punishment should be. You have to walk down Nicholsville Road butt naked while I ring a bell behind you saying shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hire a bunch of people to throw rotten fruit at you as well and rocks. <laughs> and then a random guy just to expose himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that was just it was a weird place to have a uh, an, an appendage hangout. Yeah, that, I was not expecting that, you know, because you're watching Game of Thrones, you're like, all right, naked chick. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, dude. Naked old guy. <laughs> naked old guy. Let's get to the DFS. And again, uh, I, we're, we're, this is week 10. So if you, if you haven't been around for this yet, shame on you. But again, we have weekly DFS battles where we make a lineup. We have a specific salary cap. So no, we can't just choose the players that we think are going to do the best. We have to stay within a salary cap limit. Um, overall rankings, I'm in first. Goni's in second. Begley's in last. Uh, first place gets plus one point. Second place stays uh, zero. Last place gets negative a point. Um, Begley normally goes first, but the way the cameras are set up now, uh, Goni's on top. So what do, what do we do here? Don't mess with the juju, man. Let let Begs go first. I insist that Goni goes. 
I insist. So we won. All right. You know what? I'll do it. Why not? Your weekly losing lineup. Jared Goff, 7,200, Detroit versus Chicago. Uh, found some value here, I think. And I'm kind of just hoping for a high-scoring game on both sides. Tua, 8,100. I'm riding a hot hand in the NFL. Andy, the Red Rocket Dalton. Wow. Gross. 6,800. Man, I you know either. he's got some stud running backs and wide receivers when he goes with Andy Dalton. He's taking like a 12 out of the quarterback spot this week. Extra value. You know what <laughs> Pittsburgh's been ranked against the pass this year? Last. 31st. Second to last. Fair enough. Fair enough. Running backs. I went with Saquon Barkley at 9,500 uh, against Houston, who is the worst rushing defense in the league. I like that. And then I'm riding the hot hand with Travis Etienne. This man's been on fire. He was 8,000. He's playing against KC. They're going to lean on him. He is. He has emerged as one of the best young running backs in the league. Indeed. I also went Saquon at 9,500 against Houston. That's a no-brainer. Um, and then I went Kareem Hunt. This is probably the value spot in my lineup. Really hoping for uh, just a red zone tutty against Miami. I also went Saquon Barkley. This is a slam dunk guy, but we all went with another value guy. Actually, Goni didn't really go value. He took a he took a pretty pretty good player. Uh, give me Jeff Wilson, who had a very solid outing last week and emerged as the clear cut number one. Um, like you said, I got you on the Raheem Moster, but it was by the by the hair on my chinny chin chin. And uh, I look for that to be eliminated. Jeff Wilson for 6500 Felt like that was great value. Moving on to the wide receivers. Played him a ton so far this year in DFS. I'm going to ride with him again. Chris Olave, 7500 It's going against Pittsburgh. They're terrible. Um, I just look for him to get a bunch of catches. We know Michael Thomas is going to be out for the whole season. Jarvis Landry, if he does play, is... No more than the number two wide receiver there. Went Amon Ross St. Brown to complete the stack with Jared Goff against Chicago for 6900 And then uh, value play here, I went with K.J. Osborne from Minnesota against Buffalo for 5200 Extra value there. Yeah, I man. went uh, Tyreek Hill at 9000 Again, I'm riding the hot hand, man. I want all, all the Miami offense. I want Amari Cooper, 7,800. I think this game is going to be a shootout, boys. I'm all over this Browns-Dolphins game. If it's 10-7, to 7, I'm screwed. You, you guys win. Um, then I went Rondell Moore for 5,800. I was surprised he was that cheap. I think he probably is the number one receiving option with Jalen Ramsey being on Hopkins this week. Very possible. Okay. Um, I went Stephon Diggs, 9,100 against Minnesota. And then I also went Tyreek Hill, 9,000 against Cleveland. And then my big value play, didn't have a good week at all last week. Um, I'm taking George Pickens for 5,600. I'm going to hope that uh, that Deontay Johnson gets a lot of that Marshawn Latimer treatment or he just stays on a side. They can flip and he can get some love. Um, yeah, three targets. And granted, they played the Eagles. 
So, I mean, do with that what you will. The uh, the Saints secondary is middle of the pack. Um, so, I'm looking for George Pickens to have a good bounce back game. 5,600, I, I had to get some. You'll you'll see, you know, the rest of this is, is a lot of value between Saquon, Stefan, and Tyreek Hill. Um, I spent almost half of my allotted salary, so I'm banking on those guys. It was very, very expensive this week. Uh, tight end, I took Tyler Higby for 6000 against Arizona. Arizona's got one of the worst defenses in the league against the tight end position. Uh, in the flex, I took Khalil Herbert uh, against Detroit, one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. Khalil Herbert has been getting double-digit carries the last couple weeks. I like him this week for sure. And then... Uh, Always taking value or the best value I can find for the defense. I went Saints against Pittsburgh for thirty nine hundred. I like that D. I went Tanner Hudson at tight end. That's my extra value play for the week. Daniel Bellinger is out. Hudson is a starting tight end. I like the matchup against Houston. Darnell Mooney in the flex for sixty two hundred against Detroit. I'm with Goni. I want a part of the Bears offense in that game. I went Minnesota against the Bills. For 3,200, I'm going to take a chance that Josh Allen does not play. I like that play. If Josh Allen doesn't play, of course, obviously. That, if he that's plays, good, I'll, good I'll pick, be though. switching my lineup, yeah. Uh, <laughs> understandable. All right. Uh, for my tight end, I have a questionable guy. So this is subject to change. I got Evan Ingram, uh, 4,900 against Kansas City. That's solid. Uh, 26 against, uh, tight ends. So give me Evan Solid. Ingram. I'm, I'm looking for, for, uh, Trevor Lawrence need to dump it off a little bit against that defense against the front line. At least my super ultra need to save money, need to slot somebody. I'll be super happy if this guy gets me six points. Um, Marquez Callaway. He's against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh again, not good against the pass. I think I just stepped in dog poop, bro. Did did he just did he just really like bring out the unprecedented Andy Dalton Marquez Callaway stack? Highly coveted. <laughs> you all you all better drop to your hands and knees that the stars don't align <laughs> and they link up for one. Man, because my goodness, if it happens. If it happens, it, y'all are done. Listen, he averages about five fantasy points a game, and if I get that, I'm thrilled. Again, my money is stacked in Saquon, Stefan, and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. If I can get yeah. 70 points out of those three, I think I think hey, this is a week that 120 can win it. You've been scorching hot the last few weeks. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll continue. I mean, 90 won it last week, so you never know with – Exactly. You know, these things that happen, so. Defense. <laughs> but on the other end, if they don't link up for one, it's fine because I'm taking the Steelers against the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Give me the, the Steelers defense. They're 3,600. 3, um, I, I don't know. It's it's a value play. I don't think – it's it's something that I'm – if something good is happening for Andy Dalton, then I'm that's okay. I'm okay losing some points to a defense. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not going to be too much. 
And then if I'm looking at anything value-wise below that, you're looking at Cleveland, at Miami. Um, Detroit at Chicago is a very good option that I might pivot to if I have to move off of Evan Ingram. Robert Tunyon is an extra 100 on top of Evan Ingram. So if I need if, if Ingram's out, I'm going to go Robert Tunyon and go Steelers to um, Lions at Chicago, which I don't want to do, but it is what it is. Tunyon's been hot, man. So was that Rodgers-led offense. I don't blame you trying to get a piece of Tunyon. Man, Beggs, we need a like a four-touchdown game from Alvin Kamara if we hope to stand a chance against Wayne. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Um, I, I refuse to be to be made fun of as the um, leader in the DFS competition. Uh, so, I mean, it's fine. Uh, Mad Mob, yeah, do with that. I, I am in first. I mean, we are going into week 10. I'm leading in the DFS challenge. Uh, so, you know, people like to take little shots at the king, and that's fine. It's You got a target on your back whenever, you, you know, any blue shell is coming right at you, right? And that's just how it is. They're just they're chucking blue shells from behind. Goni, I laughed at your joke, and then he refused it. So I feel like I couldn't laugh anymore because it's just gone. Uh, it wasn't there to laugh at anymore. It was been refused. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, man. Apparently, it sounds like he's a little nervous. That was what it is. He's just trying to reassure the people. Oh, that dude, it's going to be I, okay. I'm I'm extremely top heavy. If my big guys don't produce, I might put up forty points this week. All right, quick recap, quick recap. Jared Goff, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, Chris Olave, Amon Ra, K.J. Osborne, Tyler Higby, Khalil Herbert, and the Saints defense. Tua, Kareem Hunt, Barkley, Tyreek, Amari Cooper, Rondell Moore, Tanner Hudson, Darnell Mooney, and the Vikings. Andy Dalton, Saquon Barkley, Jeff Wilson, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, George Pickens, Evan Ingram, Marquez Callaway, and Steelers defense. K.J. Osborne and Marquez Callaway got laughed at. Hmm. I mean, I, I saw your face when I said K.J. Osborne. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, some of us, some of us, kept our, some of us kept our cool whenever bad picks were made, but you know, some of us did. Some of us. All right, boys. First question. Hang on, I'm looking for KJ Osborne on here. Why? Going, I'm gonna I'm gonna direct this first question to you. Sure. Fifty two hundred. Wow, he's he's in the Marquez Callaway range. Tyreek for TD, Superflex, full point PPR, Saquon, a late first, and Michael Gallup for Damian Pierce, London, and Joku, and Kadarius Tony. Nah. Nah. I, I wouldn't want that, personally. You need more? Yeah, especially with the way Saquon's playing right now. That coupled with a first, and I forgot the other piece you added on to that. Uh, it's Gallup. Saquon, a late first, and Gallup for Damian Pierce, Drake London, and Joku, and Kadarius Tony. Yeah. I don't, uh, mm. Probably not. Probably not. In my opinion, I mean, Pierce and, and London are definitely good pieces to have going for in that trade. And Joku looks really good so far this year. I know they paid him a whole lot of money, but I don't know 
if his role in the offense, I mean, I'm sure it won't change when Watson gets back. It's just Watson's never really thrown to the tight end position like that. So I don't know if he retains his value that he had earlier on in the year and in his production as well. And then Kadarius Tony's just a wild card to me, man. That's yeah, all. That's, that's you know, my explanation in it. Wayne, what do you think? I wasn't paying any bit of attention to that question. Saquon, a late one in Michael Gallup, and a super flex full PPR league. Forward, Damian Pierce, Drake London, David Njoku, and Kadarius Tony. No, I, I'm going to hang on to my draft pick in Saquon. Saquon's playing too good. I, I don't I don't hate it, but Damian Pierce doesn't give me enough to give up my first round and um, a stellar Saquon this year. Okay. Fair enough. Did go, how did uh, Goni answer that one? Similar. DBD216, Goni. What's a reasonable offer for Josh Allen in a one QB league? Mm. Um, I feel like you. it's going to include either an RB1 or a wide receiver one, just in my opinion. Give uh, me a, so give me I, a trade that you would take as a Josh Allen owner because you do own Josh Allen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, in our case, we would need uh, we need running backs for uh, for ours. So it would be something along the lines of like um, I do like a a Travis Etienne and like a wide receiver two, more or less. I'm trying to think of someone who I'd want in the range because I'd want youth out of it. What's that? Michael, Michael Pittman, wide receiver twenty three right now, I think. Uh, personally, I'm not super high on Pittman going forward, so I would probably not want that. Um, that's personal. That's that's your personal opinion. Yeah, but I think, yeah, yeah. I think I think Begley's in the right range of where we'd be. Um, as far as that goes, I'd I'd take like a Juju Smith Schuster. I don't like him too saturated. I would I would almost kind of take a step back a little bit off of Travis Etienne to get a little bit better receiver. Like I would take yeah, like a I would take like a hmm. George Pickens. Yeah, I would take like a Damian Harris and a George Pickens. Or a Damian Harris and a Chris Olave. Damian Harris? Or not Damian Harris, Pierce. Damian Pierce. Yeah. Damian Pierce okay. Ave is rich, brother. That it was is pretty rich. It, it is pretty rich. Damian Harris, though, has no business being in that in that trade though at all. <laughs> oh. What about a Ramondre? A Ramondre in a uh Olave? I think Ramondre rich. and Olave would be on, on par. Because you just never know, Still like rich. the longevity of a of a running back for the Patriots is just not. Can you really trust Olave. him? Olave setting rookie receiving records, man. You could you could be giving up the next Jetta. Absolutely can't do that not. For he's setting. He's setting right. He's beating Jetta's record so far to start the year, I believe. Ain't no way. 
So, so what about I, I'd consider like a slight downgrade? Say, you know, Olave and a slightly lesser quarterback or cousins, a lesser cousins, Olave and cousins. Do you do it? I don't want younger than him, honestly. Would you do Olave Call. and Tua? Or oh, yeah. Olave and Ky- I would, a Kyler? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Olave think, and, and Tua is actually not bad at all. No, you're snap calling that. What about Olave and Dak? That's probably the best middle of the road QB right now. I don't know. I don't feel good about Dak, man. No, Dak is Dak is on the on the downward slope. It'll be all right. All right. Wayne, consistent food ninety two forty. Twelve team half PPR super flex. He's competing. Give a 23-1 to get Dalvin Cook. Yeah. What? Yeah, easily, whether you're competing or not. (laughs) I think that's cheap even, to be honest with you. I know he was by low earlier in the season. He's probably still somewhat there, but he's he's shelled out a couple good games. Sports and stuff, 43. Donnie, 12-team super flex, half PPR. Ramondre Stevenson and Juju Smith-Schuster, four, Calvin Ridley, Dulcich, a 23-1, probably late, and a third. No, I want to hang on to Ramondre. And uh, who else was it? Sorry. Yeah, no, I think I'd rather hang on to them. Um, I'm not really sold on Ridley coming back and being phenomenal. He might be good. Dulcich is eh. Right now he's he's doing his thing, but tight ends just plain suck in fantasy. Um, and then it's a it's a late one, so you're you're looking to hit on a dart throw. Really, I just I like what I have being on the Juju and Ramondre side. Fine. Yeah, I'm trying to break it up just to see what would give me more points. It's I've already talked about it literally 30 seconds ago, and that I'm not a big fan of Juju going into next year. I um, feel like they're just going up and getting a lot of receivers and just it's going to be saturated. But that being said, in a Patrick Mahomes offense, to be the number one, even if you're the number one out of four, that's still going to net decent points. And there's nothing in there that's going to give you the value that Ramondre has given you, whether it's whoever you pick late in the 2023 one or Ridley or whatever. So, yeah, I'm I'm holding with uh, Ramondre and Juju. Okay. Wayne Bowman, the snowman. Bowman the snowman. Trying to decide for next year. Should I trade Lamar for a massive haul and keep Justin Fields or trade Fields for an okay haul? Trade Fields for an okay haul. Why? Because Lamar is that dude. Lamar's killing it. After he gets paid, will he rest? Nah, that ain't ain't Lamar. That ain't Lamar. Just think about it, man. Whenever his receivers get healthy and they give him somebody else, because if it hasn't been uh, – he's uh, he's had somebody hurt in that offense almost every time, and he's still putting up crazy numbers. Um, I, I understand that Justin Fields has, has strung together a couple good games, but that Chicago offense is miserable. Tony? That being said, you know, what's a massive haul? You know what I mean? Because I'll consider anything for anyone. 
Yeah, no one, no one's ever off the table. Exactly. Uh, yep, that's my point. Exactly. Honestly, man, I would, I would probably take the massive haul. To be honest with you, uh, it's a one quarterback league, correct, or is it super flex? Doesn't say. Doesn't say. Yeah, I would see what the massive haul is, and I would, I would think to possibly lean that way. Um, his finishes over his career: twenty ninth, first, tenth, fifteenth, and fourth. So I mean, he's he could finish top five this year for sure, being fourth. He doesn't really have any weapons. Uh, I mean, he's he's already run. It's week ten, and he's already run for six hundred and thirty-five yards, and he only has two touchdowns. He's on pace to have more carries than it really almost his entire career aside from his his mvp season so i don't know man he hasn't really faced major injury yet either so it's it's just it could happen at any point it could happen to anyone it could happen to justin fields but if you can get like a qb1 finish if justin fields goes up into that kind of echelon and the way he's playing right now he's playing like a qb1 in fantasy uh, it's worth it, in my opinion, if you get a, a stud running back and wide receiver or something like that, if you get a massive haul. So it kind of depends on the offer, but I would I would look that way. You I'm with make... Wayne. <clears throat> I'm with Wayne. I like fields. I like trading fields for an okay haul. Uh, I, I think you can capitalize now on his recent performance and maybe get a slight overpay. Um, I mean, Lamar's still a baby. He came in the league at 21. Um, so he's what on his second deal now, and he's only 25, 26 years old. He's got plenty of juice left. If the Ravens commit to him long term with a contract, they'll they'll give him receiving options. Uh, it's just that simple, right? Um, Lamar's proven he can do it. I think he's his arms good enough to sustain. Fields can get past his first read right now, and uh, I, I think after two years, I've seen it. It ain't there, man. Fair but, enough. But you make a good point. That is something that I took years, a mindset that I took years to get out of in fantasy game. Every player is tradable. I back in the back in the day, if I had a stud, hey man, like can we work on a trade? Yeah, but like this player and this player, you can't have. Nah, 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 nah. Everybody's tradable. What are you willing to pay for them? Yeah. Begs, does it change your mind at all or at least sway you a little bit? I mean, it might just play right into what you said about selling high, but Justin Fields is currently the QB7. Lamar's the QB4. He's the Q, he's QB7, right? I mean, it, but he's doing it almost all of all of it on his legs. I mean, he's thrown for a couple touchdowns, but they've been right, right in, in the red zone. <sighs> Who does that describe, though? Yeah, but but Lamar at least has the threat of his arm. To keep defenses semi-honest, if you watch Chicago play, it's usually Fields scrambling out of the pocket once his first read's not open. So he's essentially Lamar Jackson in Lamar Jackson's first couple of years. It's, no, is really what it is. That's exactly what Lamar did. Lamar, who, who? All right, you, you've got his arm. You've got his arm. I'm not telling you you're wrong by any means. I'm just arguing for the sake of debate. Who on that receiving core? Is is keeping you honest? He can throw the ball a thousand miles, but Devin Duvernay is the number Mark one Pickens. guy right now. 
Mark Andrews is three times the player anybody on the Bears roster is. That's fair. That's understandable. But Mark Andrews can't stay on the field right now. He can't right now, but Greg Roman has shown uh, an aptitude for having creative offense, man. I mean, Lamar's had him, what, almost every year he's been in the league? I mean, Isaiah likely looked incredible. Uh, and I grant he only had, what, one catch? He had a big play. But um, uh, to, to me, Lamar's a better runner than Fields, and he's a better thrower. Give me give me talent. I think he's only, what, two or three years older than Fields. He's already got an MVP mm-hmm. under his belt. Um, and give me the give me the Ravens organization. I'm going to bet on the better organization. Justin Lamar Jackson in his entire career has not had a lower completion percentage than Justin Fields has had in his first year and this year. Yeah. So, so when you're saying Justin Fields is like a younger Lamar, Lamar's jump from year one, year one, year one, he, he didn't do too great. Fifty eight. 58% completion percentage. Year two, he jumped to 66, and he's been in the 60s ever since. You look at Justin Fields year one, he was also 58%, and then you look at him in year two, and he's also 58%. So that jump isn't there that Lamar um, showed. Lamar's that's unfair, though. That's un- that's unfair because he's got a new offensive coordinator, new head coach, new system and everything. So it, it's kind of the learning curve. And whatnot. Look Bears. at Tom Brady when he when, look at Tom Brady when he came to the Bucks under Bruce Arians' system, which is known for throwing a whole lot of yards, and he threw a whole lot of picks in his first eight games. He's the goat, so he was able to get it down after the first eight games and kind of just show out the rest of the season. But he, Justin Fields is a young guy, dude. Knew everything. It's the it's what the Bears do. It's what they've always done. I think Jay Cutler has, is a is a better quarterback talent than Justin Fields. Justin, I'm Fields, sure he is, but, I, but it's just like uh, so. Justin Fields threw ten picks his first year. Lamar threw six. He's already thrown six this year, and we're going into week ten. And Lamar threw six all of his second year. So I, I'm just saying I'm not saying like, that improvement isn't there. I'm saying calling Justin Fields. A younger Lamar is just not true because Lamar showed a lot more improvement. Lamar was more accurate right out of the gate, and then from year one to year two showed a, a massive amount of improvement. Whereas uh, Justin Fields is not going right now. And again, this this does play into what I was saying. He's averaging seven yards a carry. That's not going to sustain itself. I mean, he's he's doing that, throwing the ball twenty times a game. The Bears don't trust him to throw the ball. They're doing he's, it just enough to try to keep, try to keep he's, defenses. That he, number's coming up, though. That number's coming dude, up. It's, he set an tricky. NFL rushing record for a quarterback last game. It's, That's it's not very, sustainable. Very, I'm okay. I'm not saying that he's going to run for 170 yards a game and everything, but the the cheat code in fantasy football for quarterbacks is being mobile, and the guy is mobile. He's gotten better his last six games. He's had more points than the previous game, six games in a row right now. He's not going to do it this one because he's not about to put up more than 42, I don't think. He could, though, because he's against the Lions. But what I'm saying is, like, I'm not trying to compare him to Lamar as far as, like, he's going to outperform Lamar Jackson, okay? I'm saying they're the same archetype of quarterback. And for the sake of the trade, for the sake of the trade, if you're going from a QB4 to the QB7 and you're picking up some stud-like pieces. 
that's so right. short. But we're, bro. what we're saying yeah. is there's no way Justin Fields can sustain QB seven. Yeah, Lamar man. can easily sustain yeah. QB four. So, but that's, what I'm saying though, what I started with at the beginning of this is if he finishes as a QB one and he can be a QB one, I feel like the, the trade is worth it. Do you not think he can be a QB one for the rest of the season? Justin I don't Fields think he can sustain it yeah. long term. Going no long term. It's dynasty. I'll put a doink on it that he'll be a QB one for the rest of the season. Uh, he'll finish as a QB one, uh, starting week ten to week eighteen. He will be the number one fantasy quarterback. No, man. He'll be a QB1. He'll finish the season as a QB1, not the QB1. Oh. You're ignorant, dude. No? That's not difficult. So, That's... so do you do you or do you not, like I just said, think he can finish as a QB1? Is that, like I don't understand where you're getting lost here. Okay, so so who would you have? Josh Allen or Justin Fields? Same archetype, both mobile. Well, Josh Allen has been back-to-back QB1, like the QB1. What do you mean? He's the best quarterback in fantasy football. Uh, Lamar's right there. Uh, same same archetype. In. Let me hop in here, going just for a second. Uh, again, I, I, I like the debate. He's not, Wayne. I like the debate. Hang same on a archetype. Second. He's not. I, I, Fields is running hot right now, right? I'm not going to debate it with you. This is what six game stretch may propel him to be a top 12 QB. Is that sustainable with the weapons he's got? Do you don't think defenses are going to force him to stay in the pocket and throw the ball? I think it's possible. I mean, maybe the good teams and everything. That's why Lamar doesn't win in the playoffs is because teams do that to him. Just straight up, the good teams do. If you're a good enough athlete, I, time will tell, dude. I'm not. I don't have a crystal ball in front of me that's telling me like, oh, Justin Fields is going to be a stud. Well, I, I just want your opinion. I don't even need a crystal ball. I, I, I just want to hear your opinion about I think, it. I think for how he's playing right now, if he can, and he's not throwing for a whole lot by any means. He's doing it with the legs, and he's doing enough with the arm to put up. 20 plus point games, man. That kind of stuff I can, feel like can, can get I it make done a point? Right now, 19 points separates Lamar Jackson from Josh Allen. Okay. 32 points separate Justin Fields from Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is closer to Josh Allen than Justin Fields is to Lamar Jackson. Yet you spit whenever I say J- Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are, are comparable. They're more comparable than Justin Fields is to, to Lamar Jackson. Give me a Greg Roman. I just said he wasn't the same archetype as a Josh Allen. That's all. Yeah, but Josh Allen is the QB one. It's only a nineteen point difference between him and Lamar. It's a it's a almost twice that between Fields and Lamar. Okay, and Lamar also hasn't had his buy yet. He's going to have his buy this week, so he's really got a game up on just- Josh Allen to bring that closer. Justin Fields mm. has had his buy either, though. Okay, I, like still, I don't understand the point that you're trying to make uh, in this situation at all. It was just whether or not Q- Justin Fields is a QB can be a QB one for the sake okay. of the trade. The I, I think the point yeah, you're but the, to make- the point I'm trying to make is the difference. Like, yeah, you can be a QB one, but the QB twelve is hot garbage. 
Okay. That's so fine. it's not like, yeah, he's, woo, I got a QB1, but he sucks. It's not going to be somebody that you want to stick your point, with. Your point, though, with him being 19 points away from Josh Allen with an extra game under his belt, if Josh Allen was coming out and was fully healthy, he'd drop 30 against um, Minnesota this week, and it'd be 50. It'd be a 50-point gap between the two of them. So, like, it, it's Maybe. skewed. Well, I, I think for Gone, in terms of the trade, Gone's trying to argue the gap between Fields and Lamar may not be as wide. It may not be as wide as, as we think it is. He might think the gap's a little smaller. I'm just saying, if he gives you the kind of production he's been giving you over the last six games, if you just average it out, if you take, out, take away the outlier even, take away the 42-point outlier, and you take the games over the last five stretch and everything. It's not that bad. I feel like that part of the game is, is sustainable. And I, I feel like that it doesn't really hurt you too, too much. I'm willing to, to bring it down from the quarterback position to put it elsewhere. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I, I think that's a major risk because Lamar's a year and a half older than Justin Fields. That's it. He's going to MVP under his belt, better offense, better coordinator, better organization. They get it done. I think he's got less weapons without with Mark Andrews out, arguably, than Fields right now. Uh, he's getting it done. I think he's just an infinitely better talent. That's just me. I, I can I can see where you're coming from, going. But in a year where top four quarterbacks are changing fantasy landscape, if you don't have one, if you have a top four quarterback, you're you're in the driver's seat right now. I mean, that's that's the divide between the top four and and the next four. It's it's kind of unlike anything in fantasy. I mean, n- normally you punt the quarterback position, right? In drafts, you, if you did it this year, you're in trouble, unless you got Tua. Ah, Jalen Hurts, my man, sixth round. Yeah, oh, for sure. But but sixth isn't really punting. I my That's my thing true. is That's like you're saying. you're putting a lot of stock in Justin Fields finishing as a QB one, but like. A, Two is still a QB one, and he's missed three games. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's my point. Like that's not like a bragging point. Like you want a better quarterback than just QB one to be competitive. As good as Jalen Hurts has been, <coughs> Lamar Jackson's outscored him by ten points while missing Mark Andrews a few games. That's crazy. He's seven points behind Burrow. Unbelievable. He is. Yeah. I mean, I, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm, I've, I've said everything I have to say. That's all. Who, okay. who asked this question? Uh, it was Bowman the Snowman or Bowman the Snowman. Bo. Snowman. Good question. Good question, brother. It sparked a, it sparked a nice little debate. A Tip of the cap, debate. gentlemen. Tip of the cap, Bowman. Yeah, we need we need more of that. We we agree too much on these trade talks. <clears throat> Butterscotch boy, twelve team super flex PPR. Wayne, Saquon or Ceedee Lamb, Saquon and Ceedee Lamb or Jamar Chase and Brees Hall. Ooh, is he competing? Easy, fringe, fringe. Not nah, punt Jamar and Brees. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Donnie, I'm assuming you're on the Jamar Chase 
Absolutely. As a man who's personally traded for Jamar and Brees in the same trade and sent away an asset that's playing in DeAndre Swift, not very well, by the way. Yeah. No brainer. No brainer. Vic Cash. Tony. Rondell Moore in a second or Darnell Mooney? Gross. Uh, I'll take Rondell Moore in the second, though. All day. Wayne? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially in a dynasty. D-Hop's got this year, next year, and then I see a steep drop-off. Yeah. I, I like Rondell. He looks good, man. 12-team, uh, one-quarterback PPR. Wayne, the people's resistance, wants to know. Deshaun Watson for Deonta Foreman and Aaron Rodgers. He has Foreman and Rodgers. Should he trade them for Deshaun? Deonta looked good tonight, by the way. I know. I really wish I could see like a roster makeup for this one. Because Aaron Rodgers, I'm assuming, is not going to be starting for you. I don't know who you have starting currently in place of Deshaun Watson, but they're probably better than Aaron Rodgers. He, he tells us. Oh, thank you. Thank you. He's got Josh Allen, and he's worried about his injury. Oh, no. No. Make What? So are you making the trade or no? You keeping Foreman or are you going? Or are you moving for Deshaun? No, I'm going for Foreman. He already has Foreman. You don't do the trade for Deshaun. No, no, you got Josh Allen. You're not going to trade an asset like Deontay Foreman for a possible week. Johnny, uh, does he tell you where he's at in the playoff picture? Fringe. He also tells us his running back room. If that'll help. Yeah, tell us. Saquon, Saquon, Kenneth Walker, Swift, Pierce, and Pollard, and Foreman. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna send it. He's loaded. I'm gonna send it, especially if he's if. Uh, either he's way, loaded. for me, honestly, as long as he wasn't super relying on Deonta Foreman to get the job done for him, um, it's insurance. It, that's all. Aaron Rodgers isn't gonna be the guy. I mean, he he's gonna be the quarterback there, but he's playing terrible. He's getting older. We don't know if it's ever going to come back around. We keep hoping for you know Aaron Rodgers to come back around like we're hoping for Russell Wilson to come back around. It just doesn't look like it's happening. So I would get the insurance just in case. Um, your worst case scenario is you don't do this, and then um, Josh Allen needs Tommy John surgery, and you're out of quarterback now. But can't he get a little more for Foreman Wayne than just a backup quarterback? Or do you think Deshaun's pretty good value for Foreman? Deshaun's going to probably come in and be a stud, I think. So you think that's good value? Yeah, it's okay. I think I mean, so. Really I, I, I'm like really Foreman. curious he's, what his wide receivers look like because his running backs are stud or are stout. Plus, he's had Josh Allen. So how's he fringe? Don't know. Doesn't say. Fair enough. He might just be playing DeAndre Swift every week and losing himself games. <laughs> True. Ooh, Wayne, a quarterback question. The gratis, gratis, greatest 16 team Superflex PPR tight end premium. He's a contender and he needs a quarterback. Give Deontay Johnson, get Mac Jones. Snap, snap call. Yes, absolutely. 16 team. Lord have mercy. Yes. Man, those waiver wire, that waiver wire is 
bear, boy. I, I'm pretty sure me and Goni are on that waiver wire. <laughs> Man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely send Deontay Johnson and get Mac Jones. You got to put in reservations for a team's seventh string. Man. <laughs> they're out here They're out here scouting peewee football. Yeah, man, you need practice squad players for sure on your team. Uh, Gone. Do you like Mac Jones' long term outlook enough to to trade away a piece for him? Or is I mean, I do, I do want a super flex because he's he's there, man. He's he's, he's, he's there. Playing. <laughs> yeah, he's playing football. He's he's the guy. So that's all it's going to take in a sixteen team super flex. Okay, Trisco, gone. Damien Harris for a late second. For a late second, man. Um, yeah, honestly, I probably do it because Damien Harris's days are numbered in New England, anyways. I know he's already losing carries to Ramondre, but the contract's gonna run out. There was talks of trading him this year. Um, he's just on his way out the door. No. I hope he's on his way out the door. I hope he can find somewhere where he can be uh, more utilized. And I think, uh, I think that's better than a late second. Whatever you're going to get there, he he feels like James Conner. He's going to go somewhere, have one really good season, and then just fade into oblivion for me. That's what I think. See, he but that, that's just—I mean—and that could definitely happen. It's just that kind of mindset, though, is super, super hopeful, man. There's, there's guys every year their contracts are going to run out, and you're like, oh, he'll just go somewhere else and be good. But you, just a couple guys off the top of my head: uh, David Montgomery, Tony Pollard. Um, there's another one too that I just had, but I lost it. It'll be Damian Harris as well. But just you have these guys that are going to be done with their team and. There's only there's only one ball. There's only one ball. There's only one spot on the team for you to be the RB one. And uh, rookies come in. People draft for this. So it's it's very hopeful for him to go and be the guy somewhere. Yeah, but even if he's like the number two splitting carries, like you just don't know what you're getting in late second. You're right. Hundred percent right. Uh, we're just. I mean, we're splitting hairs here. Huh? I mean. That's yeah. that's hot analysis, Cone. We play football with exactly one of them. We don't play with two. Just football. one, man. There's it's only one ball. Spicy. Uh, just a couple more. Dilly Pickle, Ceh, or Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson. I, I agree, but for this, but just to spark a debate, is there any chance Ceh leaves Kansas City and gets a fresh start somewhere? He's only one ball. One ball, Begley. Were you not listening? Just he's only man. 23 gone. And I know there's not getting that ball, ball out there. Okay. Yeah, bro, he's, he he has first round draft capital. First round draft capital on the highest powered offense in the league at the time he was drafted in the years after. If he can't do it there, he can't do it anywhere. Nobody does it in Kansas City, bro. It's a wasteland for running backs. Kareem, Kareem Hunt did Hunt? it. Nah, he did a free Jamal year. Charles did it. Without Bezel for Andy Reid. Priest Holmes. Before Andy Reid. Andy Reid gave us Brian Westbrook and nothing else. <laughs> Man, we just we just absolutely backhand slapped Begley with about thirty seven names. Uh, me, no, and, me, and Go, me and Goni took the white glove off and challenged him to a duel over and over again. <laughs> you didn't because none of those were Andy Reid backs, idiots. 
Those are all before Andy Reid. <laughs> Brian Westbrook's the best fantasy back under Andy Reid. I, I dare you to challenge you to name the second. LaShawn McCoy? <laughs> I don't think Andy Reid had LaShawn McCoy. If he did, it wasn't very long. I think I think Chip Kelly had LaShawn McCoy when he was in Philly. All right, then that then if that was too late for him, then Andy Reid definitely had Jamal Charles. Uh, he definitely did not have Jamal Charles in Kansas City. Would you like to put a doink on it? I would like to put a doink on LaShawn McCoy that he had LaShawn McCoy. I'm pretty sure it was Chip Kelly. I'm pretty sure he came in with Namdi Oswa in that class in the dream team with Chip. I'm pretty right. sure. Put a doink or ten on it. I'm looking at it. I'm looking up. Let's I'm go. Looking it up. Let's go. Good about, go. I feel so good about it. What's the doink? I feel did did was, Andy Reid coach LaShawn McCoy in Philly? Not I know I know LaShawn played in Kansas City in Philly. In Philly, okay, okay, okay. Philly, yep. Yeah, no, I wasn't trying to back Dory on. on I know, I, I know, I, I know we coached him there, but in Philly, it's a good caveat though. I'm, I'm gonna win almost this. certain because Chip I'm Kelly came in afterwards and traded him away for Kiko Alonso to the Bills. He did not play for Andy Reid there. I'm telling you. He didn't play for Andy Reid in Philly. LaShawn McCoy didn't. That's what you're saying? He's looking it up, bro. Calm down. Hang on. Don't don't do the victory lap on me yet. Am I irrationally confident about this? LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy played under Andy Reid in Philly for four seasons. Let's go. Let's go. 2009 to 2012. Wow. Andy Reid was in Philly. And LaShawn you know McCoy what? was also in Philly 2009 to 2014. Wait, but 2013, Andy Reid went to Kansas City. Was he drafted yeah, he in was Philly? The, yeah, bro. He was the heir apparent to uh, Brian Westbrook. Yeah. All right. Crow, I'll eat it. Thanks, Wayne. No problem. I hate I hate that you just gave Goni another doink, like a mid-season or a mid-episode, just catch-up doink. Frustrating. I'm 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 losing it, bro. I'm getting desperate. Um, but going, I just want you to know, right? I lost to Doink fair and square. This is what you do. We're going to talk about it. You know what? Hey, Begs, tip of the cap for saying something, and then ten toes down, staying staying on it. Tip of Man, the cap. I could have. Yeah, I'll give you that also. I could have swore he was tra- He was for some reason. I was thinking he started in Buffalo, but he went to Buffalo after Philly. He went to I'm Buffalo stupid. after Philly. Yep. Stupid. All right, last couple ones, and let's wrap this up. Uh, gargantuan orangutan. Wayne, I'm going to ask you this. 10-team PPR. Would you trade Deonta Foreman for Rashad White? Golly, all these uh, – everybody's – Deonta Foreman? They're trying to sell him high. Not the yeah. poor man. The foreman. You good, Goni? You, you want to doink and now you're out here just trying to, trying to challenge everybody. The, the ledger. Go ahead. Uh, I I think I, I hang on Deonta Foreman. Man. <laughs> yeah, I just what? I the Bucks love to draft running backs. We love it. What if he wants to know, okay, if you don't do that, what if it was Rashad White in a second? Sure. Sure. I just <laughs> i i think that I think that the Panthers aren't gonna hang their hat on Foreman personally. 
My guy doesn't sound like he's competing because if he was competing, he he wouldn't be doing that. Sure. Uh, I mean, I hate it personally. Absolutely hate it. Hey, it's ugly for sure. Trade. I, I hate the trade just because Rashad White's nothing. Rashad White's never going to be anything. Okay. I mean, I'm almost more confident in the pick, the second round pick, than I am of, in Rashad White. Yeah, I can't argue. I mean, I watch the Buccaneers draft running backs every year. Oh, yeah, no, this isn't even a shot at Wayne. It's just no, exactly I know, what I he know. said. And then, no, I then agree. you know, if, if Tom Brady gets any worse or decides he's going to hang it up after this year, then you got trial Kyle Trask or child, worse. Child Trask. You got your child you got me, Trask. Man. Got me. Tackle, tackle football 34, 12 team super flex PPR. Wayne, I'm going to go back to you on this one. AJ Brown, four, George Pickens, and a late one. Yeah. Uh, a hesitant yes, a soft yes. It's going to be a no for me. Goni, what do you think? It's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. AJ Brown's better. Facts. He's better. Facts. And he's young. But you're also getting and a one. And we all agree that Pickens is benefiting greatly off of the Chase Claypool trade. Yeah, but he's still got Kyle Pickett. That's Kyle what scares Pickett. me off of it, is, is Pickett. Pickett. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who Kyle Pickett is. Is he related to Kenny Pickett? or? Yeah, it's his brother. He's okay. got to deal with him in the locker room after the games. That's frustrating. It's yeah, like, just, it's just like, like Mahomes Jackson Mahomes. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, here. Last two. Sorry, let me uh get to it right here. Okay, 10 teams super flex league. Goni, he's in a rebuild, he's got a really good receiving room. He's been offered Drake London plus something for CD Lamb. What do you think? Uh, I, I think he's wanting to know do you like it and what should the plus something be? It reads like he's been offered plus something, but what? I think he's willing to trade CD for London, but he wants something else with London. What is the something else, and what? What do you think about it? Man, we're literally just going off a of promise with with Drake London. For me to feel comfortable about it, I'd need like a one Drake London and a one, and that might be a little too spicy for some people to part ways with that. Um, but yeah. That, that's what it's going to have to be for me. Drake London in a one. Drake London hasn't been great this year. Um, he's got Mariota who struggles to throw over 200 yards a game. He can't even hit Kyle Pitts. Um, and then they're going to probably be starting all over next year, either with Desmond Ritter or someone else. So, I mean, it, it's you're going all the hype off of Drake London is just the pre-draft, pre-season type hype. And what he could be, he's just not that. At least not yet. Wayne, what do you think? I agree. You know what you you know what you have in CD. You have a number one in a in a high powered passing offense with a decent quarterback. Drake London, like Goni said, is just not not shown what we expected to see out of the first wide receiver taken in the draft. And that's not necessarily his fault. Like he said, it's it's Marcus Mariota. Can't if you can't hit Kyle Pitts, it's you're struggling to hit Drake London, which is crazy because Drake London is a specimen. 
that's just a bad that's just a bad offense. And if Desmond Ritter hasn't taken over the the starting job yet, I'm I don't know that he's showing a lot. So even next year, I'm a little bit nervous with Desmond Ritter Ritter under center. So I'm I would I would definitely need something solid like like a first rounder to go with the gamble that is Drake London. Nobody loves Drake London more than me, bro. All right, nobody. I've got him in every league. But Lost you need a couple a doinks off of him. You need a first to go with it. You just, you just do uh, until Arthur until Arthur Smith is either out of Atlanta or they're committed to throwing the ball at least twenty five times a game. You don't want to you don't want to be anywhere near Drake London. And don't and Thanks, don't take. I, I get he had a a good game this week, but it's just not enough. We haven't seen it enough. So so whoever's sending Drake London, don't let him try and talk you down. Like be like, look what he just did though. Look what he's done all season. Yeah. Beggs, who do you like more? Who are you a bigger fan of? Drake London or Traylon Burks? Not gonna I'm not gonna step into that bear trap going. I just want to know because you're, you're a major fan. You're a major fan of both, and you've talked up both, and you have both in just about every league I've ever seen in my life. So I was just curious, which one are you driving the bandwagon for officially? I, I don't understand. There's only one bandwagon. I don't. I don't understand why at the end of this episode, Goni decided to to kick you in your shins and, and shove you down. I just want to know, man. It's two guys that he's super high on. Just unsolicited. Don't we have a Drake London, Traylon Burks doink? Ah, oh, yeah, we do. We do. That's right. Um, that's I wasn't going there. Yeah, no, I wasn't going there. I was just genuinely curious because you are higher on Drake London than anyone I know, and you're second high. Well, you and Wayne are like, like right there, right there on the Traylon Burks train. So, so for me, I'm super high on, on, on both. I like London a little bit better. I think he's just an insane talent, man. He's just stuck on a poopy offense. Uh, Mariota's horribly inaccurate. But like his combine and what he did in college, going his production is unbelievable. And there's a reason he was what ninth overall, seventh seventh overall, I think. Yeah, he was uh, he was definitely super high. He's yeah. he's excellent. He's great. Um, is it gonna crush your heart when you lose a doink on the Drake London versus Traylon Burks? Well, Traylon Burks off of IR this week, so um, I wouldn't count your chickens, my friend. All right, I'll be on the lookout for Traylon Burks. He was still on IR. Today he's active. He's been activated, my friend. The toe is good. <laughs> the toe is good, Goni. He must Tony. have stronger toes than Michael Thomas. Bless the that. The toe man. is good. The last one, last question. Now this has sparked a quite the debate on Reddit. So Mad Mob's going to weigh in on it. Anonymous woke ten team PPR dynasty, Goni. Give Waller, Connor, AJ Brown in a twenty-three second. Get Kenneth Walker. It says Jerry. I'm assuming Jerry Judy and McCole Hardman. Darren Waller, James Connor, AJ Brown in a second for Kenneth Walker, Jerry Judy, McCole Hardman. He. Gives his roster. Will that help? Yeah. Running back, he's got CMC and ETN. 
Receiver, he's got Pittman, DK, and DJ Moore. Hmm. So he uh, doesn't need Kenneth Walker. Definite upgrade over James Conner, but letting AJ Brown go is expensive. Yeah, no, it is very expensive. Um, I was wanting to probably hold before that, and now after hearing that, I still want to hold. <laughs> Wayne, did you hear the trade? I did not. This one sparked a quite the intense debate on Reddit. Give Darren Waller, James Conner, A.J. Brown in a 23-second. Get Kenneth Walker, Jerry Judy, and Nicole Hardman. He gives his roster if that'll help you, Wayne. What's he giving again beside A.J. Brown and Darren Waller? What were the other things? A 2023 20, second. And James Conner. 2023 second. James Conner, Darren Waller, A.J. Brown for Kenneth Walker, Mikal Hardman. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. And he gives his roster if that'll help you. Yeah, let me hear it. Running back, he's got CMC and ETN. Receivers got Pittman, DK, DJ Moore. Uh, I'm holding. I'm holding AJ Brown. I think he needs him. I think he needs him more than he needs Kenneth Walker. What Goni say? Yep. That. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I I agree. I totally agree with you guys. Actually. The the val it's not a bad trade. Uh it's just I think keeping AJ Brown works better with his roster makeup. It does. I, I think the question we gotta ask ourselves is how good's Kenneth Walker? I mean, is he what he is right now? Because if he is, he's a top three fantasy back. Is that is that who he is? Who are his running backs? Travis Etienne and who? CMC. CMC. Do you ever start? Do you ever start Kenneth Walker over Travis Etienne or, or CMC? I'd start with my flex over DJ Moore in a heartbeat. But he's got AJ Moore, DK Metcalf, and who else? Who does AJ Moore play for? AJ <laughs> AJ Brown, <laughs> DK Metcalf, and who? He's got he's got Pittman, DK, DJ Moore. That's gross. DK is the only one that I can confidently be like. Yeah, you got to keep AJ Brown, man. You have to. Yeah, I, I think I think if he had to start DJ Moore over AJ Brown, I think he would lose more points than if he had Pittman in the flex over Kenneth Walker. So he's trading away Darren Waller and James Conner. Let's assume he's rebuilding, right? Probably selling those guys to a contender. In that case, he could be a little patient with DK, Pittman, Judy, and DJ Moore. I mean, those are all 25 or younger, right? And then he could have Etienne and Kenneth Walker as his backfield duo, really, for the future, and whatever seems he gives you as a bonus. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see, but you also want the development of Jerry Judy if you're taking that trade. That's what, Yeah, he would get Jerry Judy and Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I know. So how do you feel about Jerry Judy going forward, who you were super high on also at the beginning of the year? It depends on Russ. I mean, he's starting to get more targets than Cortland Sutton. 
Yeah, Cortland Sutton's been straight awful. Uh, Jerry yeah. Judy's like been the one as far as production goes in that offense. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it if you if he decides to take the trade. It's just my first instinct tells me to hold because AJ Brown is just a far superior talent. Wayne, is there any world where you would go for Walker and Judy? Yeah, if I'm going full rebuild, yeah. Okay. Because, like you said, I mean, you get you get very young at the running back position. You can you can kind of restart with uh, with Etienne and Walker. Uh, you can give Pittman yeah. a little bit of time to uh, for the Colts to get a quarterback. Russell Wilson, yeah. some more time with with the Broncos and Jerry Judy connection. So if I'm if I'm committing to a rebuild, that's a situation that I would do it. And get DJ more out of Carolina, man. That that being said, if you're gonna go uh, rebuild like that, wouldn't you want to move CMC for like a, a some other young pieces like oh like Olave in a first, and then just get super young and ready to roll because CMC is gonna age out before Judy and Pittman can come to. Not not bad thought. Not a bad thought at all, actually. That's what I would do. Don't just don't don't sit on. If you're not going to rebuild, stick with AJ Brown. Try and win now with CMC and ETN. If you're going to do it, commit to the rebuild and and trade your aging pieces out. Yeah, a, a little anecdote in the league we're in. It's a 12 team, but I traded CMC and AJ Brown for Olave one and Brees Hall. I felt like I was overpaying ever so slightly but i i wanted the youth i wanted you had to because that would have had you sitting on the fence of a rebuild and that's the worst possible spot you can be in a dynasty is on the fence fringe rebuilding so if you have to slightly overpay to commit to a rebuild i think you're better off long term yep yep okay Uh, there it is boys wrap it up that'll do all right uh not fringe rebuilding MVP. Mm-hmm.